In late November, as the security situation there was deteriorating, the Democratic Republic of Congo has uh, held its presidential elections. And joining me now for an underreported update on the chaos that surrounded the vote and what's happened since Joseph Kabila was declared the winner is Father Ferdinand Mohirgira, the director of CIPUS, the Centre d'Etudes pour l'Action Sociale, the oldest think tank in Congo. We're also joined by Akwe Amosu, the director of Africa Advocacy at the Open Society Foundation. I'm pleased to welcome both of them to our show today. Hello. 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 Let's begin with you, Akwe. Weren't there major problems with the voting in November? I read reports that sacks of ballots were lost, some polling stations were burned, poll workers were assaulted, some vehicles carrying election materials were attacked even before the polls opened. Should we assume that the Kabila government was behind all of that, or were different groups trying to create chaos for different reasons? Well, I no. I mean, I think it's difficult for us to say by definition uh, how much um, of the malfeasance was caused by uh, one side or the other. But I think it's very clear if you look at the uh, results that were declared, if you look at events that happened even before the election, in terms of just a few days before the vote, uh, President Kabila suddenly appointing a, a bunch of new judges to the Supreme Court, the very court that was going to be responsible for uh, putting the kind of stamp of legitimacy on his victory, uh, there, were, there, was, there was enough circumstantial evidence to show that the preponderance of the, uh, of, of the messing with the, with the process w- was done by uh, the, the presidential majority. Human Rights Watch reported that 18 people died and over 100 were seriously wounded in election-related violence. And Father Mohigirwa, weren't supporters of the opposition candidate Etienne Chisekedi Uh, arrested by police and security forces both before and after the vote? I must say that I don't have figures or I don't have precise information about the the, the, the people who were arrested. I got the information from Human Rights Right, but I must say I don't have, uh, I don't know exactly if, um, uh, how many were arrested uh, before and after the the manifestation. Yeah, but your organization monitored the elections. What did you see? No, CEPAS didn't. was not an observer of the elections. We we came up with the NGOs uh, who were following, observing the elections, and uh, we were coordinating the, um, the some civil society NGOs that w- that observed the elections. Now, given the size of the DRC, which is as large as the eastern half of the U.S., Akwe, isn't it? a logistical challenge to conduct elections even without violence? Undoubtedly. I I don't think anybody underestimates um, how difficult this job was. And I think also we should acknowledge that um, the, um, it, was, it, was only, it was the first election that the Congolese had effectively been organizing themselves. The 2006 election had a lot of international help. That said, uh, work that CEPAS has done and others uh, shows that there were uh, decisions made way back about, for example, delivering uh, a full set of ballot material and all the materials relating to the election uh, to the areas where President Kabila was popular, uh, but not doing so or or, um, reducing the number of ballot papers delivered in places where he wasn't. Uh, There's lots of other evidence showing that quite deliberate decisions were made to, to, uh, in quotes, lose 
thousands and thousands of votes in Kinshasa, where, uh, which is a stronghold for the opposition. And so even if it was difficult, I think we know enough uh, from the observers and from uh, the Carter Center, from the European Observer Mission, to say with, without any real fear of contradiction that there was a deliberate attempt to throw this election. So with that in mind, Father Muhagira, uh, has this election discredited the Congolese Election Commission? I think I, I, I think with what has been um, done, uh, there is a lack of confidence and credibility in the actual uh, CENI or INEC. And uh, one of the recommendations of the bishops' conference is uh, they were asking them if they can't really look into all the irregularities, they have to resign. And I think it will, if they do so, it will put a kind of uh, confidence in the local population so that they can trust that the um, provincial and local election will have more credibility and transparency. Chisakedi is effectively under house arrest now. Is that because the government is worried that he might try to rally his supporters? I think the government is, is afraid that uh, Chisakedi has a lot of supporters in, uh, in Kinshasa. And in fact, when you see the figures, uh, more than 60% of the votes in Kinshasa were in favor of Chisakedi. And uh, it was, again, in Kinshasa, where you have more than 2,000 uh, uh, police stations that uh, the, the votes, we didn't know where they, they were sent uh, exactly. When they proclaim, only 80% of the, the votes has been uh, announced. So I think they are really afraid, and this is why they wa don't want him to move. But recently, he, 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 he was allowed to see the, 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 the ambassador of the Germany, but that, 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 that has been a negotiation between the, the Congolese authority and the, the German embassy. Well, I well, think they are afraid. He's, he's popular in Kinshasa. There is no doubt about that. But uh, not necessarily with the international community. Akwe, um, he has said some inflammatory things, which has scared uh, people in the international community, hasn't it? Yes, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's a matter of a personal opinion if you, if you think that, you know, he has uh, right on his side. He feels as though he won this election. We don't know that because none of us know for sure what the real votes told us because of this manipulation and fraud. But he feels, and, it's, it, and there is enough evidence out there to suggest that he has a case, um, that, that it was stolen from him and to be very critical of him for being uncompromising, for saying I'm the real president and for, for refusing to just come quietly and, and accept that the vote has been stolen. Um, I think we have to give some respect for that view. He is very, he's standing up for what he believes is, is a serious miscarriage of, 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 of the election. Now, uh, it is clear that uh, for some of the internationals involved, he's, he's made enemies. You know, he's been aggressive. He's been very critical that they have not been more aggressive on his behalf or on behalf of the Congolese voter. But uh, my view is that for internationals to take offense at that is inappropriate. Um, their job is to make sure that as far as po possible, Congo has a democratic election and not to take offense or to get irritated with individual candidates. They, they can dislike him or not. But the, the important point is, did the dem democratic institutions function? Was there a, a free and fair election? I think we all know, sadly, that that's not the case. And we do expect that the international government, the 
U.S. in particular, uh, since we're sitting here in the United States, have a responsibility to try and push back and make sure that this uh, miscarriage of justice is not just allowed to settle in and, and be overlooked. Has the uh, United States taken a position on the election? Yes, I mean, they, they, they have to, uh, to some extent. Uh, there was a, a very good statement from Hillary Clinton just before Christmas, uh, being very critical. It came a little late, but it was good that it came, uh, being very critical of the fraud and malfeasance. Um, however, I think you would, if you asked um, those organizations that focus on African issues, they would feel that there could have been a stronger voice, and they particularly feel a little unsure about whether the United States government is speaking with one voice on this issue. Sometimes we've seen good statements and the day before a big protest on February the 16th by the Catholic Church, uh, we saw a good statement from Washington saying we, we support the right to peaceful protest and freedom of expression. Uh, but the same day, the ambassador on the ground made comments that suggested that the U.S. was pretty firmly backing President Kabila in position, and as he put it, for the next five years. And so that seemed somewhat to blunt the message that came from Washington. And so I think we're looking for a stronger, less um, uh, uh, mild uh, condemnation and a more proactive effort from not just the United States, but all of the donor countries to just push back a little bit and say, you can't get away with this. It's important that the Electoral Commission, the CENI, should be uh, removed, should resign. And it's important that there should be a full audit of all that has happened so that people in Congo, voters, can have some confidence that there will be redress, that there will be full um, transparency about what has been done. Father Muhigira, uh, weren't you involved in organizing a march that had been planned to take place a few weeks ago in Kinshasa? Uh, we, we were, we, 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 as, as a religious uh, organization, we were uh, discussing with other groups, that means the local um, organization of the priests in Kinshasa. We had the Council of the Lay People, uh, major SAPI organizations, and so it was a worldwide, uh, let's say, organization. But uh, as you know, it... Uh, the police came and the soldiers and they didn't uh, allow the march to, to, to take place, which is not right because uh, the Article 26 of the Constitution of DRC, it's a constitutional right. So we should not, we don't ask the, the, the green light to do the, 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 the march, but we wanted them all to, to help the people to do peacefully their march. And so it was a, a, a way of memory for those people who left, who, who, who died for democracy in the country. Now, this is, the so, sec- this is the second election that's been held in the DRC in over 40 years, uh, and international observers had high hopes uh, of, of it. Is, is what we've seen a setback? Yes. We, 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 we are really hoping that this election, the second one will be better than the first one in 2006, but that's not the case. I think it's clear that this election is worse than the one in 2006. But we still hope that uh, there could be some uh, conditions uh, that can be united. And then the full um, evaluation process, the financial audit of what happened with the INEC, so that we'll have more credibility and more transparency for the provincial and the local uh, election that uh, will be organized in, I think, the coming months or next year. My great thanks to Father Ferdinand Muhagira, the director of CEPAS.
the Centre d'Etudes pour l'Action Social, the oldest think tank in Congo, and Akwe Amosu, the Director of Africa Advocacy at the Open Society Foundation, for joining us for the, today's underreported update on the situation in Congo. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.